Hey everybody, this is Ruben, and you're listening to Amazing Stories. We present the true story of Martin Guerre, dramatized by Guy Meredith from the trial notes of the judge, Jean de Corat. Episode 1. Au mois de janvier 1559, Bertrand de Rolls, de lieu d'Artigas, au diocèse de Rieux, se rend suppliante et plaintive devant le juge de Rieux, disant Twenty que years had passed since the day when, no more than a girl, Bertrand de Rolls had been married to a young man little older than herself, the one Martin Guerre. You, Martin are given this woman to protect and to sustain for the rest of your lives together. Do you swear under God's sight that you will love her and defend her honour as the Holy Scriptures decree? I do. I do swear it. And you, Bertrand de Rolls, you are given this man to keep and to obey for as long as you live. Do you swear under God's sight that you will love him and maintain his honour as the Holy Scriptures decree? I do swear it. Then, with the authority vested in me by the Bishop of Rieux, on this day, the 26th of June, 1539, I pronounce you man and wife. Well, is that your wedding face? The only face I have, you Basques. We hear about you all the way down here in the longer dock. You sound like mythical creatures. Vast brawlers, revelers and drinkers. And how do you turn out? We're all peasants, Monsieur de Rol. All the descendants of Adam. Except that Adam had only an apple to his name. Not to mention the limited possibilities of marrying well. Come on, Sanxi Gare, admit it. My daughter is a catch. The contracts are signed. You have your dowry, 500 livres and my best vignette. <coughs> La, my best... Last year was an exceptionally poor harvest, that's all. Aye. Now, if your son can provide us both with a hardy lineage... Martin will do whatever's required. And so he should. Look at Bertrand. She's going to be beautiful, isn't she? Oh, cheer up, Sanxi Gare. You haven't lost a son, you've gained a whole village. You've finally established yourself here in Artigan. You must have an opinion. You're a learned man. Hardly. 
You know what day of the year it is. You know how to read and write. And you conducted the ceremony. In a village like Artigar, the priest has a limited amount of autonomy. Autonomy? Oh, it's bad enough switching from Basque to Occitan. If I have to learn Greek as well... If men like Bertrand's father and your brother Sansi want their children married, I marry them. Aye, but is the marriage valid? So far, God has failed to vouchsafe me an opinion. There you go again, in legal terms. Common law prohibits marriage before the age of puberty. I refrain from asking the pertinent questions. Good man! That's what I like about Artigas. No single overlord, but everyone looking out for themselves. Always conscious of the balance of power. Oh, that's why we settled here, we girls. Old Sanxi knew what he was doing, as always. <laughs> I pity them, I pity them, I do, sat in that cart, not daring to face each other. What does a cart signify to children? The tumbrils of the dead in plague years. You have a morbid imagination, Jean Lotz. They're probably enjoying the ride, and even if they're not... Even if they're not, the Dirols and the Gares have no need to compete with each other any longer. Their fields, their herds, the Gare tile works, the Dirols vineyards, all coming together. Mm. Which means they can fix prices for the likes of us. We have enough influence in our own villages. We had, while Sancy Gare was still an outsider. Well, there was a chance he might die before his only son was settled. Die? What do you mean, die? Does he look well? What do you think? And Pierre, his brother, we could have handled, but uh, now... Jean. Jean. Yes, Jean? We have a lot in common. We share a Christian name. We each have a status in the region as far as Rieux or even Toulouse. But we differ in our outlook on life. Take my advice. Have a good time for once while somebody else is paying. Pierre! Hey, Pierre! You're lucky. Wish it was me. Why? You know. You don't really wish that. He'd be as frightened as I am. Tell me afterwards what it's like, though. Look at him. He's two years older than me and he's trembling. Well, at least I can keep it inside. Oh, you'll have your own house. That's what I heard. What, have to follow your mother's orders all the time? Carry water, milk the goats? I have to do it for myself all the same. She's jealous of you, your mother. Over there, talking to that great uncle Pierre Guerre. She wants a new man as well. Just for tonight. She's drunk. They're all drunk. Is that what growing up means? Forcing your will on the weak and enjoying yourself at their expense. Catherine, help me. You're my best friend. Help me. I'm going to, Betrol. I shouldn't tell you, but I'm bringing the potion. The what? Wine with herbs and spices stops you feeling the pain. It helps you conceive. But I don't want to. I want to run away. I want to be somewhere else. Shh. Look, the music stopped. I have to go now. Catherine! Thank you. Thank you all for attending this celebration. In the 12 years that I and my family have lived in Artigar, we have never seen so many people in this house. We're unused to guests and to socialising, so please forgive us if anything falls short of your expectations and it clashes with your customs. Martin, my son, is the only boy in our family. As such, he's a very precious commodity. I would not have released him lightly, 
but I have faith that this union will bring prosperity to the entire village of Arctic. As a symbol of this, I ask you to remain here until this ox has been picked to the bone, <laughs> until these barrels are hollowed dry. Oh! Now, my son will make his wedding speech. Martin, as you are a man, address the company. Although I am the sole male heir of the Gare family, I have sisters, and my uncle Pierre has daughters. Soon they too will be of marriageable age. I trust that you, the good people of this village, whose sons will soon need brides, will look on them with favour. Thank you. down and rest. Don't tell me what to do. We'll soon be done. What of it? No one in the village will rise early today. Where does your father sleep? Next to the kitchen. Is it true we'll be given our own house? <laughs> what? <laughs> given, just like at a rolls. What do you mean? No one is to give us anything. My father will build us a house once we have children. What do you mean, just like a Derolde? I mean your family are all alike. It was greed tempted your father into this contract. Greed and stupidity. He wants to be the overlord of Artiga. Who told you that? He has no such design. He thinks more newcomers will be attracted to Artiga, just as my family were. He owns land, but my father has the tile works. He imagines we'll give him cheap building materials so he can put up houses and charge rent and demand obeisance. It's not true. Where did you hear those lies? Well, it won't work. You are a gare now and we owe him nothing. It is our offspring who will hold the power in Artiga. Your father is stupid. He is not. Stupid. Not as stupid as yours. Ow! The gare women don't talk back. Remember that. Our offspring? What? You mentioned our offspring. Oh, my head. For our offspring to hold power. We must first couple, mustn't we? When the village wakes, they will want to know. They will ask me all the girls. I could lie to save your honour, but your clever father will look at the sheets. Word will get out. Shut up! My father may be stupid, but at least he's a man. I thought all men... I said shut up! Shut up! Yes, go and beat me! I'm your wife now, but you can never make me like you! Shut up! Never! Shut ever. up! Stop it! Shut up! <laughs> Eight or nine years they passed together. Years of unease for this beloved country of ours. Beset from without by the infantries of Charles V, from within by religious doubt and schism. Yet Artiga, free of a noble hierarchy, was free also to pursue its own concerns. Get John there! Oh, 
out of the houses. Come on, move, you fuckers. Come on, get out of there. Oh, they're all as sheep as though they were human. If that were the only thing he did, as if they were human. Monsieur Sognac. Simply repeating rumour. Goodness knows where I pick it up. Sitting here listening to customers gossiping all day. Right? You may have to sit there. You don't have to listen. And what was your order, Francoise? Oh, two shirts, Madame Sanglas. One white. One for use at the forge. The best to be ready for the funeral. Oh, we're a cure work for that. Everyone wants to see Andre de Rolls off. Too much ambition. That's what killed him. Oh, too much food and drink, more like. Every pair of trousers we made was four fingers wider than the last. <laughs> what a terrible thing to die without grandchildren. No part in Ostra Contra Diabolum Nosprotus. Oh, oh, you women. It's true. It's sorcery. It's the devil's pleasure. If he creeps in at night and takes a woman, she'll never conceive. No. All this time without a child. No. That's unnatural. Yeah, and if there's something wrong with a couple, eh? Simple as that. Perhaps Bertrand's too small. Needs opening up. Oh, don't talk of what you have no idea. Or maybe he's lost it, eh? Oh, Accident in the fields. Wouldn't be first time. Oh, nonsense. He's turned into a fine, strong young man, Matt. Oh, <laughs> now, would you know, Francoise? Your husband will be after him with a pair of red-hot tongues. Oh, <laughs> monsieur oh. Songlass. That's enough. It's witchment. That's what it oh. is. Everyone knows. All through the village. Witchment. Devilry. There's too much faith and not enough facts. That's the problem round here. You should be careful, Monsieur Sanglas. Yeah. You talk like that. You'll be taken for a Protestant. You don't want to burn, do you? Oh. If I burn, the rest of the village will freeze for want of cloth on its back. No one's going to denounce Sanglas the weaver. One thing about Artiga, the people here are practical. You must separate from him. That's the only course of action. Why is it? Bertrand, don't be so obstinate. You know perfectly well you can't stand Martin. He's as idle as a donkey. He saves his strength for wrestling, acrobatics and then abusing you. Just as my father abused you when he was alive. Your father had a great many faults, not the least of which was a facility for making enemies. Our position in this village is becoming precarious. However, if we can get your brother well married... Marriage again, that's all you ever think about, isn't it? The village must be certain that the family's not cursed, that the fault is on Martin's side, not yours. There's so much haste to give me away, and now... The shame is that Catherine Bory has just snapped at Jean Desconnebeur's son. Yeah, but you're a fine-looking girl, there'll be others. Mother, do you ever hear what you're saying? I'm saying that if you want children... If I want children, I might as well try the whole village in succession, mightn't I? Bertrand! What is your objection? That you've been there first. You little bitch! You had your lovers while father was alive, but I'm different. One man is more than enough for my needs, thank you. They're all the same, all around the level of the beasts, and if I've got a donkey, at least I know which way it kicks. Now, beat that talk out of... I'm Ow. not the 12-year-old girl you sold off anymore, mother. Let go! Only my husband lays a hand on me, and I extract my compensations. <sighs> Look at this house, my house. Look the at it. Mist. No house Ow. without a family, that was the rule. 
Well, I squeezed it out of them, and a very fine one it is too, wouldn't you say? I know how to play those gares. Old Sanksy's even more embarrassed than you are about his lack of grandchildren. He'll give me anything I ask for, as long as I don't go around the marketplace complaining that Martin's gymnastics are limited to putting on displays with his men friends. Not that I want him in my bed any more than he wants to be there, but you've turned into a hard, scheming little maid, Bertrand. Yes, I have, haven't I? Now, goodbye, Mother. If you'll leave me, I must prepare my dear husband's supper. You want to be very careful, my child. Zaxi Gare is cleverer than anyone in this village. He'll find a way to protect his son's reputation and sully yours if he has to. And I'll be ready for him, don't you worry. Now, this is an unusual procedure. I would normally expect to hear your confession separately and privately, rather than together... But as your father, Martin, has asked me this particular favour... And paid handsomely in indulgences, no doubt. Quiet, woman. Please, remember you're in God's house. Did you hear that, woman? Show some respect. If we could proceed as calmly as possible. You're both willing, I understand, to confess to bewitchment. I have no objection. Husband? If I must. It will explain your lack of children without specific blame attaching to either of you. That's the contract we agreed. Please, Bertrand. This is awkward enough for a minister of the true church without you making it sound like a bartering session. Now, the source of the bewitchment may be left suitably vague, but there remains the question of how it's to be cured. Do we put our heads together, or have you any promising ideas? I think the case would best be treated with a mixture of religious and, well, shall we say, popular remedies. Four masses must be spoken here in the church, followed by the taking of the blessed sacrament. Then, outside in the square, for the public benefit, you will eat baked charcoal biscuits, thus ensuring that the spell will be lifted. This is a pantomime. Maybe... But it's one which satisfies honour all round. Talking of which, there is a final condition I should like to impose. You? I don't remember you being given the right... I have your eternal souls in my power. Don't forget that. You girls may treat the church how you will, but I intercede for you with God. Anyway, it is only a very small condition. Speak, then. These are difficult times for the true faith. The Huguenots are gaining popularity at our expense. We need all the prestige we can muster. If you could, just try and have a child. Just try. Some of the credit might cling to the church. (laughs) Don't laugh, woman. You may be a sceptic, but I am still a believer. And mockery of a priest though he is. I have no wish to be damned for my sins. We will try, Father. We will try. (laughs) And then if my dear husband says so, we will. Though on past evidence, I don't see much hope of success. Enough, enough, John, enough. Father, it's the other celebration. Ah, these days the small pleasure of eating does not compensate for the pain of digestion. Oh. Serve the others. Pierre, you were saying. The crop is good, Sanxi. 
200 bushels of wheat from my fields alone. And grain prices are rising. Well, shall we have a choice? We invest further in the tile works, or we augment our land holdings. Where's the choice? The tile works? Here's Yanamung, here, I hope. The tile works? Now, tell us, Marta. What's your reasoning? In the tile works, or they spill the sweat. Well, in the fields, we have to break our backs alongside the labourers. Oh, you, you break your back. Is that so, Marta? Besides which, I've got four fine sisters. Not to mention Pierre's daughters. Any land you buy will disappear in dowries. What? The Gare family giving something away for nothing, I doubt. You women do not have a say. Look after your infant. Pierre, I vote for land. While grain prices go up, we can't lose. And I propose something else. Any land we buy should be divided among the family in proportion to our individual produce. What are you getting at? Your fields yielded only 50 bushels. If that's what you call breaking your My back. fields are furthest from the river. Oh, so you know where they are. Well, that's a surprise given the amount of time you spend with your young cronies. My friends, you mean? Ah, your special friends. The truth is, Martin, you do not work hard enough. How would you know? You can't leave the house anymore. And why do you take Pierre's word for the produce? He could be lying. Hey. A Basque does not call his family liars! Have the measures been checked? What about that? My measures are just. You believe him, or do you believe me? I'm the only one who's provided the only mere heir in this family, aren't I? Don't I deserve to be given a chance? Aren't Basque's fair as well as truthful? You're riddled with trouble like a tox, nephew. But I have a knife here who'll cut it up. Enough! We will reweigh the harvest, but no harm will come of it. If Martin is right, there has been an error. That is all. And if he's wrong, you'll hear my blade on the whetstone tonight. No, Martin. I will not have fighting among my family while I'm alive. Father, are you all right? Yes, yes, you yes. lie down. I, I shall rest now. The weighing will take place in the morning. And I shall leave this house to watch it. Well... What have you done now, Martin? Suckle the brat and shut up. You don't really believe Pierre's fixed the weights, do you? Sanksy's right, the small amount of time you spend in the field... I shall show your mouth, dinner. Oh, now look. This son and heir you were so proud of managing to produce and... Oh, there, there, come on. Back you go. It can be arranged. What can? The quantities of wheat. They divided in the barns. Pierre will have drunk enough to be fast asleep by now. I only have to shift a few bushels to prove him wrong. But Martin... Give me a candle, see me where. Maria Santissima. What a pronobis. God and the Virgin help me. Now then. So... This is all your produce, Pierre. Ah, you're a hard worker, right enough. But no muscle between the ears. Oh, I'd better get to it before dawn. <laughs> Who's there? See me, can you? Father? You bring a lighted candle into a barn, you've never learned the first thing about working the land. Father, I, I was just... I, I know what you were going to do. I knew it before you did. You cause me more agony, Martin, than the demons in my gut. But I You've was... no sense of honour, have you? 
Don't you understand? A bass does not steal. A bass... Oh, not again. What do I care about being a Basque? One territory's the same as the next if you're up to your knees in mud all the time. No, I've never learned the first thing about farming. Nor ever the slightest wish to. And about being a husband. I was forced into this marriage. No, you were simply given a duty you were expected to fulfil. But I would... Enough! I will not discuss this further. Under the circumstances, it is better if you settle elsewhere. You mean that? I'm free to leave Attica. I cannot stop you. But you'll give me I'll what... give you nothing. Not even my blessing. But I'll need money. Some of this, some of what I've earned is mine, however little... Nothing! I... Go! But embrace me first. For I doubt we shall meet again. I have a right. If you attempt to steal from your family, you have no rights. And if you are here in Artiga in the morning, you will answer to Pierre and his life. Now embrace me. No! Why should I salve your conscience? Throw me out, if you will. But I shall not see you. Not this village, not my family, not my wife, not my child again. From this moment on. And for once in his life, it seemed Martin was as good as his word. One evening, he was a presence in Artiga. The next morning, he was gone. There was some speculation as to his whereabouts. Some thought he might have returned to the Basque country. Others, that he joined the king's army. But gradually, he was forgotten. <laughs> they play well together, just as we used to. Do you remember? When I was five years old, no, too much has happened since then. No one would know it. You look younger than ever. I'm more attractive than most of the village girls who are coming up to be wed. And what do you mean by that? Oh, nothing. Katrine, just because you're burdened with a partner, something I seem to remember you always wanted, that's no reason to wish it on everyone else. Oh, but all these years without a man... Are the years I should have had when I was a girl, I am perfectly content. You'll turn into an old maid eventually. With a house of my own and a song for company, I have no complaints. Since old Sanxi Gare died, the rest of the family have left me alone. Pierre's quite happy to have taken over most of the lands, and I've quite enough for myself. Perhaps the way everything's turned out, there is a God in heaven watching over us. But you could remarry if you wanted. After five years with no news of Martin, I'm sure the church could be persuaded... <laughs> the church could be persuaded of anything, that's for certain, particularly if money changes hands. Katrina, I think it's you who's envious of me. Not at all. I love my husband. Do you? Or is that just a phrase that comes to your lips? Wishful thinking embodied in words? Isn't he demanding? Insistent? Moody? Well, some of those things, some of the time. But every girl's ambition is to be in love. So once they've found a man or had one foisted on them, they simply convince themselves that they are. You're too clever, Bertrand. You think too much. It's not becoming in a young woman. Oh, isn't it? Then I'll gladly lose my sex altogether if I'm allowed wisdom in exchange. Come on, little Sanxi, dinner time. Even you? A, a man can walk out of your life one night and you never think about him again. Don't you wonder what became of Marta? Sanxi! I neither wonder, Katrine, nor do I care.
Gerd, Gerd, damn you, French hide, where are you? Senor de Mendoza. Ah, I might have known I'd find you here. Been confessing, have we? Only... You know, for a man who works in the bishop's household, you take religion altogether too seriously. You're not a peasant now. Here in Borgos, we like to pride ourselves on a little sophistication, man. With your brother away, someone must maintain appearances. Oh, deputizing for him, are you? That's a sudden elevation in rank. Uh, do I hold the door for you or you for me? Sir. Thank you, Martin. Although it's all chance when you think about it. A different accident of birth, and my brother could have been the soldier and I the bishop. In which case, I'd have been the one sitting in Rome, talking his teeth out to a purpled fool who's two beads short of a rosary. <laughs> so there's no news? So there's news, all right. There are a thousand arrangements to make. We're going to war. To war? All chance, Martin, all chance. Spain has no love of the English, and yet we ally with them against the Pope. Rome has little in common with the French, nevertheless, sir. Uh, Martin? We're really going to fight. Unless it's all over by the time we get there. Does that worry you? War? You've enjoyed life here in Borgas, haven't you? Yes, sir. Yes, I have. Found a taste for city ways. Put this fine body of yours to good use. Looks well in livery, doesn't it? Sir. But Bishop's custodian, that's just a pretend soldier, Martin. All very well for strutting and swaggering. Impressing the congregation, those delicate women, too, I've heard. Well, now's the time for the real thing. Against the French? Why not? Haven't you decided where your allegiances lie? Of course. To you. To the bishop, to Castile. To King Philip. To the emperor. <laughs> Noble words. And as resonant as they are empty. Your allegiances lie with your interests, just like the rest of us. You want this sweet life to continue, don't you? Then it's simple. We sail to Flanders, we give the French a drubbing, and we sail back. You'll be a veteran, a real man of the world. Just imagine the conquest you'll make then. What do you mean, these are troubled times? Exactly what I say, my dear. Oh, how expert you've become at milking over the years. Whatever else happens in France, Artigar is a world to itself. Oh, not entirely. War brings increased demand for grain and less men to work the land. There are good profits to be made, but... But you can't quite get your grasping hands on them. Mother, if you've come here to whine about the fate of our family... I didn't. I... I came here to tell you something. I am to marry Pierre Guerre. What? Who? That who? I don't think that's the way to refer to your future stepfather. But... The de Rolls and the Guerres will amalgamate our lands, once and for all. They have more than I do, so I can hardly lose there. Also, I bring in your brother as extra manpower. And should he by chance fall for one of Pierre's daughters, that would save us some dowry. Us? Pierre and I. Accustom yourself to it. God in heaven, the political liaisons of kings and queens are nothing to what goes on here. Pierre and I will be the king and queen of our own world. The world of Artiga. And you will be one of the princesses. We'd like you to move in with us, Bertrand. Move in? Are you mad? When I've had the good luck to escape the clutches of both the families that have done their best to ruin my life, which you now intend to mould into Actually, one, I... Actually, Bertrand, when I say we'd like you to, that probably gives the false impression that you have some choice in the matter. Your house was built by the Gares. Pierre can take it back at any time. You have no man in it, and therefore no need of it. We would like to rent it out. Do you remember, Mother, 
that you once called me a bitch. The wedding will be next week. Oh, I see you're not going to congratulate me, but you'll still be welcome at the ceremony. Otherwise, we'll simply prepare your room for you. You won't take my house away from me! Oh, I like that determined streak. I think it's inherited. But Pierre has a very nasty temper, too. I'd advise you to be a little more docile with him, if I were you. Well, my friend, how did it feel to be a real soldier? Hot and dirty. But you'll acquit yourself well enough in battle. You're a fine enough specimen. Besides, you know how the French fight. Oh, I know how they wrestle. I doubt there'll be much of that. You're scared. Good. There's nothing as savage as a frightened man. Tomorrow be a Saint-Quentin. Stay petrified till then. Wait. What if I'm captured? Will I be ransomed? What? You aspire to the nobility now? It won't go well with me if I'm taken. Death or glory, then. If you didn't want to risk adventure, you should have stayed in the tranquility of whichever backwater you emerged from. You cow! You pig! Hey, you're not a married couple, you're a fly-blown hen shackled to a mangy dog. Calm her down, calm her down, or I won't be responsible. I want you, Bertrand. Stay away from me, both of you. You had no right to that house. You'll both be provided for here, you and your son. Provided for? Provided we work for you. That's the way it is, all hands to the deck. Young Sanxi is eight years old, he can dig turnips. My son is going to school. To what? Where? There's no school nearer than Rieu. Then that's where I'll send him. Away from this village where everyone's defined by their family and their possessions. I want him to make his own way. Whatever Martin's faults, at least he got out of Artigas. Yeah, he got out of Artigas because he feared I'd slice his throat. Yes, that's your style, isn't it? That's the man you've married, Mother. Keep him happy or you'll be spitting blood from cracked ribs. Here! Go to your room there, Charles. I think you'll be safer there. Yes, I am a feeble woman and he's a hulking brute. But someday somebody will stand up to the head of the Gare family and he'll see what it feels like to knuckle under. You may hold the power here in Artigas, Pierre, but outside there's a whole world full of men stronger and crueler than you. Hillside any closer, you'll be eating worms. <laughs> well, the worms taste that bad. What's that? What is it, girl? Yes, I see him. No, steady now. Oh, strangers up here. Don't like it. Hey! Hey, Laurent! Hey! Oh, you know me? No, uh, stay a distance. I'm Martin. Martin? Matsan Gare. Oh, I don't know. I don't you recognise me? Here, girl. Aye, oh, now, this can't be Chouette. Not eight years on. Chouette's dead. Uh, but I gave this one the same name, though, being one of her little. Yes, I can see by the markings. Well, am I welcome or not? It is. It's Matsan Gare. <laughs> You're back. 
<laughs> I've waited long enough for this. The wine of the longer duck. <laughs> now then, him one. <laughs> Another. Does it taste oh. as good as ever? Eh? Better than ever. You keep the finest cellar in the region, Dominic, and you always have done. Two days walking down from Toulouse and I could have stopped anywhere, but did I? No. I wanted my first drink here in the Blue Bowl. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, you used to come over enough in the old days Aye. to escape the family over at Attica. Aye, didn't I, though? Bought a good portion of this bar over the years. <laughs> oh. But how'd you reach Toulouse, eh? Where were you before that? Where haven't I been? Started out in Flanders, walking, hitching rides when I could. Floated down from Bordeaux on the Garonne. Hey, uh, Paris? Have you seen Paris? I have. The streets of the capital. The king in procession. Uh, hey, Jacques, isn't it? Uh, yes. <laughs> you would have laughed, Jacques. The court and the retinue. They're all so dressed up you can't tell the men from the women. Oh. <laughs> what will you do now, Martha? Are you going on to Africa? Well, I've come all this way, haven't I? What about your uncle? I mean, you know he's head of the family now. Ah, it's what I expected. I realised when I left that my father couldn't have long to live. Ah, that's been the great sorrow of my time away. Uh, I heard he forgave you on his deathbed. I uh, don't know whether Pierre's done the same. <laughs> I'll have to find out, won't I? I've been travelling for too long. I'm ready to go home again. If you want to meet Pierre Gare, you don't have to move another pace. What? He's come to meet you. News can travel faster than people. News doesn't stop to rest in taverns. Pierre? Out of the way, the rest of you. Let me have a good look at him. Well, nephew, you've grown up, haven't you? A beard and all. <laughs> Not easy to shave on the road. Hides your face, though. A face I've had in my mind these past eight years. face that called me a liar across the family table. I did. And I was wrong. I admit that. Oh, do you know? And you remember what I told you? Yes. You said, I have an eye for you, which shall cut the trouble out of you. And you'll hear the blade on the whetstone tonight. That's it. To the word. <laughs> Still have that knife, Martin. Kept it sharp. Look. Pierre, it's been a long time. I'm a changed man. Not just in my appearance. I've seen a lot of violence. Then a little more won't shock, will it? <laughs> oh, changed man, are you? Tougher, keener, had some of the vanity knocked out of you. Landlord, a clot to bind us. No, no. Aye, you look different, that's for sure. Look like you know how the world works. I'm losing blood. Then I'll replace it for you. Here. Your arm against mine. Well, we need good men in Artega, and the girls must stick together. The feud's over, nephew. Welcome home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, how oh, how on earth could you hear? Stop your noise. What is it, woman? Martin Gare. Oh, death is it? Well, let them toll the bell I repaired it last oh, week. Oh, no, Martin Gare. Martin. He's back. Back in Artiga. Eight years gone. He's been to the wars. Oh, he's a finer figure than ever. Oh, yes. And where is he? Oh, he's coming into the village now. There's quite a crowd round him. Oh, he's so pleased to be back. He remembers everyone's name. He remembered me. Hey, no one, my dear, could forget you. Oh, he's on his way to his uncle's house. How do you think she'll receive him? With open arms and legs, if it was any other way. Oh, but the baton, baton. all. Anyway, 
One thing's for sure, whether they're reunited or not, you'll be the first to spread the news. <laughs> In here. Yes. Does she She's know? heard you back. And what was the reaction? Oh, she doesn't talk to me. You have changed, have you? Why do you say that? You're trembling. Are you afraid? No. You I... are. You're afraid to meet her again. Oh. Why did you return? Did you miss us all so much? Is she the same? Bertrand doesn't alter. Same old obstinacy, same old temper. Same lack of forgiveness. Oh, what do you care? You're a warrior, mainstay of the king's army. Oh, not exactly. Well, look up your courage. If you can talk around to a reasonable frame of mind, Pierre will be even better disposed to you than he is now. I'll leave you. No. Yes. I'll see you at dinner, Martin. Or uh, perhaps in the morning. <laughs> God and the Virgin help me. Patron. Patron. Sleep well, child. Patron, it's my time. Look at me. What is it? You are still beautiful. Still? You never thought so before. Or you never said it. Shh. Is he? He has nightmares, all children do. Can I see him? Why not? He's your son, isn't he? Well, what do you say? He's... It... What? I don't recognise him, Bertrand. He's a beautiful child, but he could be anyone's. He's Sanxi Gay because you say he is, but how will he know who I am? He'll know when I tell him. I've missed these years of him growing up. I can't recover them. But looking at you, it's as though I hadn't been away. It's like any evening eight years ago. Oh. Eight years ago, you wouldn't have spoken to me except to bark some order or reprimand. I'm different now. I'm beginning to notice. The time I was away, I never stopped thinking about you. You and Sanxi in the house we had together. I know it didn't seem like happiness at the time, but afterwards, everything... The way my breeches were always folded in the top drawer. How you'd remember to lay me white hose out on Sundays. Everything seemed like... perfection. Even our quarrels? Our fights? I wasn't a good husband, I realise that. I was forced to leave her to go, but I honestly believed you'd be better off without me. If I've returned now, it's partly to ask for your pardon. And the other part? Do I have your pardon? I'll go on my knees, Bertrand, please, by all the saints, I swear I've reformed. I want to take up my place here again, work hard, look after you and Sanxi. If you can't forgive me yet, at least give me leave to stay. Allow me to prove myself. The world has made an effect on you. It has. And I hope for the better. I've seen enough to keep me here in Artigar for the rest of my life, if you will allow it. Please, Bertrand. Get up. Get up, Martin. You've never said that. 
Never called me by my name before. Get up, Martin. You're my husband. We'll be man and wife again. Bertrand, I love you. And so, Bertrand de Rold, a model of probity during the years of her husband's absence, years during which, wronged as she was, she might have strayed from the path of chastity, Bertrand de Rolls found herself once more a wife and once more a mother. Can I have your attention, everybody? One moment, please. Thank you, Pierre. Now then, here to enjoy yourselves. Eat and drink as you please, but... Before you're incapable, a toast. To the newlyweds! Who said that? If these are newlyweds, what does that make the baby? Oh, let them have the joke, Pierre. If I look like the beaming bridegroom, so much the better. But they must show some respect under a gay roof. Yours or mine. And they will, Pierre. Watch. Will you all raise your vessels? The toast is to the latest baptised member of our community. Anne-Marie Gare. There. Too many people for you. Yeah, that's the problem with girls. Prone to tears, though, I should know. I've raised enough. If Artigar needs its men, it needs its women to produce them. But then foresight never was your strong point, was it, Pierre? Oh, leave him alone, Bertrand. Can't you be friendly this day of all days? I'm simply stating a fact. After all, who was it who wanted to sell all the animals and turn our land over to the crops without pausing to think where the manure was going to come for from? For God's sake, you've got a daughter, your house, your husband. Oh, let's not quarrel. We must be a unified family, in the eyes of the village at least. We each have our strengths and weaknesses and we... We compliment each other. Well spoken. Come on, Bertrand. Smile for the company. They want to see the beaming mother. That's right. Show them a bit of doting. Meanwhile, Martin, I want to have a word with you about the woodland over towards La Noue. What can't be denied is the prosperity that's come to Artiga since Martin's return. What? One more pair of shoes for you to make each year. Oh, I'm not that self-centred. But Martin's got a business head on him since he's been away. He knows how to organise. True enough. I see men and women who previously had six months' employment at best, working full-time on the Gairlands. Oh, so now they can all afford shoes, eh? I take your point. If I could interrupt this um, tradesman's talk. Oh, of course, Father. As uh, one man of the cloth to another, as it were, (laughs) Monsieur Sangler, we we don't see much of you in church these Sundays. I thought you looked to heaven during the service, not at the congregation, Father. I hear the Huguenots are well established at Toulouse and are planning to set up a chapel as close as foie. 
You have an ear for eternal verities, Father. If that's what you hear, it must be true. Monsieur Sangler, I'm a liberal-minded man. These new doctrines challenge the state. They challenge the priesthood, you mean. If a man can speak directly to God, what on earth is the point of your profession? It'll end badly, and you with it. This land has a tradition of burning its heretics. Then you better make it a large pyre, is my advice. Oh. I'm not the only sceptic here in Artigal. Excuse me. Oh, why do they do it, Father? Hey, why rock the boat when we can have peace, order, money? Oh, of course, God. What are they talking about? That's what I want to know. Who? Oh. Pierre and Matanguerre. They're plotting something. Jean, to you, two men talking together is always a conspiracy. Uh, well, to you, Jean, a room full of people is an opportunity to marry off another child. Uh, funny you should mention that. Pierre Guerre still has a couple of daughters left. Your sons are too good for him. All he's looking for is muscle. Uh, Matan has enough brains for their present needs. You're right. They are rather conspiratorial, those two. Yeah, mark my words. The Gares have dominated Attica, and they'll be turning their eyes to our villages Then we next. must make our own plans, mustn't we? Mm. But in the meantime, Jean... Yes, Jean? Let's drink! Come on and have a few drinks! <laughs> Everyone was delighted with her today. Mm. Anne-Marie, she's so delicate. Precious, aren't you? Particularly if you only see her for ten minutes at a time. She loves being the centre of attention. That's what it is. Yeah, I wonder where she gets <laughs> that from. Patron. Mm. She needs a brother. Another brother. I'm tired. Good night. But I see so little of you, alone. Perhaps if you paid more attention to me in company, then I would... What do you mean? I mean, when you want to talk business, you just turn your back on me completely. Today? With Pierre? Ah, oh, but I, I didn't think I it would interest you. I myself and Sanxi for eight long years, remember that. I'm not the usual pliant village wife. I could hardly be unaware that I some... don't exist just to satisfy your urges. I've borne you one child, haven't I? Two? You bought me too. Bertrand, I didn't realise. You seemed proud of me, the way I've handled Pierre. What did he want? This afternoon. Nothing much. To extend our fields in the woodlands near Lerou. We don't own those woods. And nobody does. They belong to whoever can clear them. But they'll need to be surveyed and labour recruited and cleared. And Pierre we wants you to oversee it all. Pierre may not be the brightest man in the world, but he's the head of the family. If he asks me to do something, he then I... He you to do everything and then reaps half the benefit. It's time we put the gears in their place. Bertrand, no matter how you think of yourself, I am a gear. I'm obliged to... You have rights. Rights you're not even aware of. The old Martin, the one I knew before he went away, would have insisted on them. What rights do you mean? I haven't changed so much if there's something that's our due Good. that... That's what I hope you'd say. Listen, and you may repeat this to Pierre. How much cleared so far? About a quarter. The whole enclosure will be ready for planting by spring. An excellent piece of work, Martin. Excellent. 
Oh, what would I do without you? No, I must get back to the village. Oh, one more thing, Pierre. Hey, My father's inheritance. What about it? Well, before he died, he reinstated me in his will. Well, of course he did, that's common knowledge. And you've been paid your share, a thousand livres in cash, plus a puzzle of land. Aye, but I don't think that was all, though, was it? What are you talking about? Are you questioning my word? No, not at all. I think there might simply have been a mistake, that's all. I think the will actually specified 7,000 livres. Certainly. How would you know the documents have been lost? But they were seen before they were lost. Bertrand saw them. 7,000 was the correct sum. Well, Pierre, let's be reasonable with one another. We're both aware of the contribution I've made since I returned. I'm only asking for what actually belongs to me. Bertrand put you up to this, did he? As to the land, I really need the title. With a shortage of manpower, it's pointless overstretching ourselves. I mean, we can sell off the small holdings. Sell off? Sell off? It's common enough practice, Pierre. We have sweated and slaved to become the most powerful family in Artiga. Our land is the basis of that power. A Basque never sells his land. Oh, here we go with that Basque business again. You are getting above your rightful place. My rightful place is that of my father's only son. If you've appropriated part of my inheritance... I if, have... whether by error or design, you have what belongs to me... I'll write you down! Oh, Pierre, use your head for once. You can't win. You know perfectly well what's due to me. So far, this is between ourselves. Wouldn't it be sensible to give in now and keep it that way? And what was his final word? <laughs> Wasn't a word so much as an internal explosion. I thought he was going to have an heart attack. But he will give in. Oh, I think so. He doesn't have much option, does he? He's been caught out. You see? You see? I'll get my own back on all of them. Pierre, my mother. I didn't like doing it, Bertrand. And this is only the beginning. We'll be able to tear them apart financially. They don't have the brains they were born with. It's not wise. And why do you say that, dear husband? Because any sort of division in the family is bound to weaken us all. God knows there are enough envious people around be willing to take advantage of us. Then if you didn't want to confront Pierre, why did you do it? Just because I said so? Oh dear, you're trapped always round, aren't you? What are you talking about? Martin. That old Martin would simply have slapped me and told me to shut up. And you can't afford to do that. Well, I have no inclination to... I... Look, I admit I treated you badly before. I'm prepared to bow my head and make confession of each time I struck you. I can go through the list if I you know want. you can. That's the amazing thing. I had eight years to dwell on the wrongs I committed. They're engraved on my mind. Bertrand... Martin, I... Martin, Martin! Does that make you happier? Bertrand, I don't understand. Why are you behaving like this? Yes, why am I? Am I being ungrateful? After all, thanks to you, I have recovered all the independence and prestige I'd lost. And aren't we happy? The two of us. Are we? It's never something that enters my mind. My emotions were snatched away from me when I was still quite a small girl. I know, but together... Together. That's what I cannot comprehend. How you thought you'd get away with it. To fool the villagers, maybe. The gear's more difficult, but still possible. But me... Bertrand, what are you saying? You know perfectly well what I'm saying. 
I'm sorry to puncture your self-esteem, but from the moment you walked into my life, I was certain. Yes, you look like him, more or less. You sound fairly similar, so far as I remember. And those things, those external appearances, were taking most people. Perhaps you banked on our having been such an ill-matched couple that I wouldn't have recalled anything more intimate. But no, when you live with somebody, even if it's somebody you hate or despise, you never forget their taste, their smell, their touch. I have, sir, not the slightest idea who you are. But you are not the husband who left me all those years ago. You are not Martin Guerre. In part one of the true story of Martin Guerre, Martin was played by Sean Bean and Bertrand by Leslie Dunlop. The narrator, Jean de Corat, was played by Olivier Pierre, Bertrand's mother by Jill Graham, and Pierre Guerre by Andrew Melville. Sancy Guerre was Alex Norton, Andre de Rose, John Church, the priest, John Webb, Jean Lowe's, Jonathan Adams, Jean Descamboeuf, Keith Drinkle, and Catherine Bory, Cyril Jenkins. Bertrand and Martin as children were played by Anna Abrahams and Henry Power. Other parts were played by John Fleming, Steve Hodson, Geraldine Fitzgerald, Joe Kendall, Federer Holmes, Peter Penry Jones, Eric Allen, and Peter Gunn. The music was composed and arranged by Philip Pickett and performed by the New London Consort. The musicians were Pablo Besnosiuk, Tom Finucan, and Stephen Henderson. The producer was Marilyn Imry, and the director was Janet Whitaker. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to join us tomorrow for yet another amazing story.